Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 276, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on February the 22nd, 2024. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What is going on with you this week? Not much. What do you got going on? Oh, you know, going to Disney this weekend, you know, the usual. Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot, but uh, uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. You know, I experienced a little bit of uh, Florida magic outside of Disney yesterday. Oh, what is that? Rachel and I went to Blue Springs State Park in Orange City, Florida, which is about an hour, you know, like about an hour away from where we are. Um, and so what happens in the winter at Blue Spring State Park, the manatees swim up into the spring and they live in the spring for the entire winter because when the ocean water gets too cold, the spring is like temperature controlled naturally. So it's always, it's always the same temperature. So the manatees swim up there because the water is warmer and they live there. And dude, there were 500 manatees there. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Just like living in the wild, just like we were just like on like a, like an observation deck, just watching them. That's cool. Babies, big ones. Like it was, it was unbelievable. And I mean, this park was gorgeous. I mean, like it was really like a, a natural marvel. And you know, like the the most I've ever seen of manatees is like you know the two in the in the seas pavilion and the ones they have right. at Sea World, uh, which you know there are more at Sea World. But like this was this was pretty incredible. Like watching them just kind of like exist in their natural habitat, you know, and and you know everybody's kept far away from them. Like you can't like normally you can like swim in the spring, which I would never ever 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 do. Um, there are enormous fish in there, like absolutely not ever going near. And again, and we saw an alligator too. So. Um, but you, during the the winter, they they shut down the swimming, and it's mostly just people where they were like watching the manatees, and they were just so graceful and just wonderful. It was such a nice thing, um, you know. Which you know, I always like to say, you know, if you're gonna be in Florida for an extended period of time, sometimes it's worth checking out some of the things outside of the theme park bubble. Um, but yeah, this was really cool. That sounds wonderful. It's a thing that I've wanted to do for like almost 10 years now. Like I, this will be nine years since I've lived here. So for for like probably eight years, I've been like jonesing to do this. And then last winter, we were going to go do it. And we went to the spring and we realized we went to the wrong park. <laughs> That's and so there funny. were n- there were no manatees. There. <laughs> so we just like, had a, like a little picnic, walked around and like that was it. But then this time we're like, OK, now we're sure. And like we, even as like we got there, I'm like, man, I really hope we're right about this. And then like when you see like the sign for Blue Spring State Park, there's a manatee on the sign. So like you're like, OK, when you went to the other park, it was just a man in tea. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, what's that funny. Joke. Like I assumed <laughs> I, 
that's a good one. I assumed that they were um that there were a bunch of different areas where they might be, like you know, like a state park. You figure it's sprawling. There's like a whole bunch of different places. So we pulled up, and I asked the guy at the at the ticket booth as, as he's taking my six dollars to park. I said, "Where's the best? Uh, where's the best place to look to find the manatees?" And he just dry as anything, just goes, "I would suggest the water." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Because there's really there's really only like one major like water area, but right, right. I would suggest the water. Like I was thinking of it like Watchung Reservation or something like that, where it's like right, so right. huge and there's so many different areas to go. But you know, it's it's very straightforward. They, they camp there, which I mean, like I would never camp because you know I'm, I'm far too delicate for that. But the uh, yeah, we're um, have I talked about like the the plans for the wedding on the uh, on the show yet? Well, I don't know. Oh, I mean, you know it, but I mean, like, I do so, know so we decided we're doing something a little outside the box. We are going to be um, staying at, we rented an enormous house. I mean, like eight bedrooms, five bathrooms, like over by the beach. We're going to stay there with our families from like Friday to Monday. And on that Saturday, we're going to get married in the yard of the house, which is this gorgeous, like sprawling, like, you know, yard. Uh, it, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna so we we're doing it's it's very unorthodox. But then um that Monday we are booked. We booked with uh, Justin from Away with Me Travel. We are hopping. We're going right from the house to C- Port Canaveral, and we're going on our honeymoon aboard the Disney Wish once more. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, we figure we'll do the Wish one more time before we we graduate to the Treasure. Uh, because I mean, I'm assuming that the wish will move on to a new port at some point. You would think so, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the treasure is starting out in Canaveral, and the treasure goes to the like the new island that Disney is doing. And right. I, I can't wait to to see that. But we were just kind of like, let's just we want to do the the Christmas cruise because it's in November. So the very merry time cruise was on the wish, and I don't think the treasure starts until December. Actually, I could be wrong on that, but I don't know. But yeah, we're going on the wish again. So that sounds we, great. You know, for our honeymoon, we're like, we know the ship already. We've been on it twice. We know the restaurants. We know what we like. We know what we don't like. And we we're like seasoned pros at this point. Yeah. I mean, I don't again, I don't know how many restaurants they have, but it's always the interesting thing about going to Disney. Do you stick mm-hmm. with the things that you love? Right. Or do you try new new stuff? Or do you try new stuff? Yeah. That is a good question. I think um I think with the parks, I'm, you know, like with the parks, it's I always want to try new things, but with the ship, it's kind of like there are the three rotational dining restaurants, but then there are other like, you know, restaurants that cost extra or like specialty experiences. So, you know, I don't know what we're going to do different this time if we do anything different. I mean, we had a pretty great time the last two times. We might just do the same stuff again because, right. you know, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Right. Oh, but we have got some news to get to this week, my friend. And, uh, you know, before we get started, big thanks to our our uh, followers over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. We appreciate having you guys. We just, uh, you know, released a new patron episode this week and um, uh, talking about, you know, uh, Epic Universe and, and you know, how it's going to affect the Disney trips, including Animal Kingdom, things like that. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about Earl the Squirrel from Universal. Remember that conversation we had? Of course. About Earl the Squirrel. So, you know, it's all over on Patreon. We're going to hopefully be doing a new Geek Watchtower uh, next week where we'll talk about a little bit about Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. Um, You know, so many more things coming at you guys over there on Patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse. Okay, so in worldwide news this week, Easter displays and snacks have been announced for all around Walt Disney World. Okay. Okay. 
So these will begin on March the 1st at Disney's Grand Floridian. Uh, there will be new eggs inspired by Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Disney Animation's Beauty and the Beast, and Disney's Snacks. Um, these are like big, like painted eggs in the in the center of the lobby the grand right. cottage is back for the third year complete with festive treats from march 3rd through april 1st that includes the bunny pop flower pop the fruity cereal mickey pop the easter treat box the easter marshmallow pop the bunny burrow dirt cup and the grand egg that's a white chocolate egg filled with jelly beans sprayed in spring colors um the bunny brown the bunny burrow dirt cup and fruity cereal pop will both also be available over at gasparilla island grill from march 3rd to april 1st Okay, um, and then uh, at the Yacht Club Resort, there'll be a brand new Moana-inspired display with the Beach Club Resort showcasing a display inspired by the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Finally, uh, Disney's Contemporary Resort will also include an Easter egg display to include characters from stories like Elemental and Hercules. Uh, these Walt Disney World Easter egg displays begin on March 3rd. So have you ever done e like Easter time in uh, in Disney? No, not a time. I, I typically stay away from spring break. Yeah, it's not something I do. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right. And Disney Springs news. Uh, this is some news that, you know, I, I really should have been expecting, but like I never even really considered it. Uh, Disney has filed permits for the demolition of the former NBA experience. Oh, so I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, rather than repurposing the building, they're just going to tear it down and probably build new stores and new restaurants. Yeah. And stuff well, like that. honestly, so, nothing seems to work in a space that large. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess Disney Quest didn't work, but, you know, I love Disney Quest. Well, Disney Quest stuck around for years and years. Yeah, it did. But I mean, you know, after that, it does. It, it's almost uh, here in New Jersey, right? We love malls, right? And like you have all these really big end cap stores in these malls that traditionally were Macy's and Nordstrom's mm -hmm. and Sears, you know, all these places, right? And it's like, well, I don't know how many like companies can take over these giant stores now. Well, yeah, because so, they're, all, know, they're all starting to lose them. Like you know, you're, right. you're getting anchor stores that are just empty we we were driving past a mall and the other day going to this park and and rachel was like uh she's like man look at that sad empty mall i said you could have just said mall <laughs> they're all sad and empty now it's the one mall that always seems to have people here in, in orlando though is the is the millennium mall that's like a, okay. like a higher end thing like i'm sure like the short hills mall in jersey still has people short hills mall it. and menlo park they still do great here yeah well, Menlo Park has kind of upped its game. They have like attractions and stuff now. Like they have the, they had the Laser Tag Arena, which I believe moved to Woodbridge. But I mean, they had like a bunch of like escape rooms and and like they're, that's that's what's pulling people into malls now is they're trying to turn them more into like theme park experiences. Why does nobody have the Void? I miss the Void. What happened to the Void? They just go out of business. I think they just they just collapsed when Disney booted them out. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I'd, love right. to know the, I'd love to know the story there. I really want to know the story there. So Disney has filed a permit for the long-closed NBA experience at Disney Springs. The permit carries the vague description of general construction slash demolition. It has been assigned to Adina, a contractor previously working on large projects at Walt Disney World, including the recent World Celebration Gardens at Epcot and Tron Light Cycle Run at Magic Kingdom. So it remains to be seen what work will be done or if this is all related to the arrival of some kind of new tenant. Possible demolition work may include removing the large basketball wrap around mural, covering the building or changing the interior space that was heavily customized for the NBA experience. Disney has been actively looking for new tenants and several options have been explored for the large building, but Disney has yet to announce a replacement. So it sounds like they're not completely knocking the building down. Hmm. I wonder what, what could possibly come in there. 
Like, do you remember okay. when they had like the record store there, like in that area too? Like, oh, Tower they had, like, Records. A, yeah, the Tower Records, or I've, I almost said Sam Goody. I'm like that would have been one big Sam Goody. Yeah, it was Tower Records. Um, yeah. So recently, the facility has been used as a temporary pop up location for MetaQuest and later as office space for the summer house on the lake opening. The NBA experience closed along with the rest of Walt Disney World at the height of the pandemic and did not reopen. Disney announced in August 2021 that the NBA experience would not reopen and is now permanently closed. Uh, what a stupid idea the NBA experience was. I'm sorry. You know what? Like, I what mean, a dumb idea. I don't really get it. I don't get what they were doing, but. Okay. Yeah. All right. Epcot news. Uh, so, you know, we've all been enjoying Soren over California in its return. Uh, unfortunately, it is coming to an end. They have announced to the delight of no one, the return of Soren around the world. Ugh. I legitimately thought that, um, like they were just coming back. It was never coming back. They were just going to keep soaring over California. The only person in the world that is celebrating this is um, is Rachel because she didn't like soaring over California. All right. Well, that's crazy. she. She had never been on it before, and it is a little bit more like herky jerky. It is a little bit more like 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 sickness inducing. Um, really? Soaring, okay. soaring, yeah. Soaring, I, I definitely noticed the difference. Soaring around the world is definitely a smoother ride. So say what you will. So Soren Around the World will return to Epcot beginning February 28th through February 27th. You can still see Soren over California, which was introduced as part of a limited time offering for Walt Disney World's Disney 100 celebration. Soren Around the World opened in June on June 17th, 2016 as a reboot of the original Soren attraction. It takes guests to six continents, specifically the Great Wall of China, Sydney Harbor in Australia, Monument Valley, the Great Pyramids of Egypt, Switzerland's Matterhorn Mountain, and the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Fans have criticized the newer version of Soren for its use of computer-generated imagery and heavily distorted lines of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, yeah, it's a CGI experience, and you know the, sure smell, is. the smells are nowhere as good and just not great. Um, you know, originally opened in 2005 at Epcot, Soren of California sends guests on a sweeping fly over the Golden State for a bird's eye view of the rich landscape and topography. The original Soren of California film played last at Epcot on June 16th, 2016. Uh, did you get to ride Soren of California while it was here? No. No. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I enjoyed it. I, I loved that it was that I was back. Uh, the bathrooms over in the UK have reopened after a lengthy refurbishment. They were, okay. they were closed for a while. So they were closed for a while and you had to go like back by, you know, like that big blue building that's like behind those walls that they only use for like certain things. Yep. Um, You had to go back there to use. They had a bathroom back there. And let me tell you something. That bathroom was immaculate. I mean, like really? that bathroom back there was wonderful. I remember I, I went and used it. And I came out to Rachel. I said, I have a new favorite bathroom on the planet like this. It was so good. You think because nobody actually goes back there? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But I was like, I hope those UK bathrooms never reopen. And now they're reopened, but apparently they're heavily altered. So hmm, the restrooms in the United Kingdom have reopened after a lengthy refurbishment that began last summer. The restrooms have been completely updated with new flooring, tile, and fixtures. The exterior signage has also been updated. With the reopening of the bathrooms at the United Kingdom Pavilion, the nearby World Showplace restrooms have now closed, unfortunately. Epcot has been undertaking a multi-year plan to refresh the park's restrooms, some of which date back to the 80s and 90s. The United Kingdom was one of the last remaining to be updated. I don't know that a couple of those ones on like main like that one that one on Main Street, like right by City Hall. That is the grossest one. 
You know, I feel like maybe next week we should do an e-ticket attraction where we kind of like rate bath, like like talk about like bathrooms. Interesting. I I always hesitated because um you know our our old friend Dimitri Ravanis on his on his old show the Extra Magic Hour, uh they used to do like a segment with that and I didn't want to be like ripping them off but that show they've been gone for a while so you know I figure now it's probably safe to like rip them off uh and yeah because I mean look I think it is important to know where to go when you have to go of and, course look if I'm if I if I if I gotta go while I'm on I'm on like that first area of Main Street I'm like yeah I I can I can you know hold on to it until I get to like Rapunzel <laughs> because the that bathroom is gross yeah it's just gross. Ugh. I mean, you know, maybe they'll be updating it. Who knows? Animal Kingdom news. Cali River Rapids is opening earlier than expected from its refurbishment, which is surprising to me because we've been having a very cold winter here in Florida. Not the usual winter. Mm. Like typically you're back in shorts by like February and like I'm still wearing right. pants because it's been like in the 50s, 60s, you know, which again is like springtime weather. For me, like coming from Jersey, but still, like for Florida, it's cold. Like yeah. we were, yeah. we were at the we were at the park yesterday. Actually, like I'm, I was wearing like I was wearing long pants and a t shirt. You know, I was fine because it felt like it, it felt like mid April in Jersey. And uh, Rachel was wearing like one of those like bubble jackets, like those big thick winter coats. I was like, "What are you doing?" That's so great. Honestly, fifty sixties, I'd be in shorts and like a hoodie. That would be my yeah. Comfort. See, I I tend to go, I tend to go the uh, the warm stuff. Uh, you know, down the bottom and then the really the yeah. stuff up top. I don't yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. I don't get what you do. My legs always get cold. All right. Cali River Rapids at Disney's Animal Kingdom is now scheduled to reopen from refurbishment slightly earlier than originally planned. The refurbishment began on January 8th, 2024 and was planned to last through March 16th, 2024. The ride is now scheduled to operate on March 15th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. a day early. Okay. So there you hop go. Back on there a day early. Exceeding uh, expectations. Yep. We brought this because we know that you want to go on Cali River Rapids on March 15th. Yeah. The Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March and beware getting wet on Cali River Rapids. Good Lord. Wonderful. Um, so our baby elephant has arrived on the Kilimanjaro safaris now for the first time. Uh, this is our, our new baby elephant that was just born like, what, two months ago, I believe. Um, Her name is Cora. So, um, yeah, she is a 312-pound bundle of joy, and she has arrived as a new addition to the Kilimanjaro Safaris family. The two-month-old African elephant calf made her first appearance on the savannah at Kilimanjaro Safaris on about about a week ago, six days ago. Um, uh, Cora is not just any calf, however. She marks a significant milestone as the first second-generation elephant born in the park with her mother, Nadira, also having been born at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Interesting. Cor- That's cool. Yeah. Cora joins a herd that includes her aunts, Stella and Luna, and her grandmother, Donna. Her father, Mac, is also a resident of the park, adding to the family reunion on the Savannah. And there's videos of Cora on the Savannah. And it looked pretty I cool. saw her. Adorable. Yeah. She's so small. I mean, she's 300 yeah. pounds, but she's like really small. 
Um, the journey to Korra's arrival was a meticulous two-year process sparked by the animal care team's observation of Nadir's readiness for motherhood. After a hopeful introduction and a successful courtship with Mac, the park celebrated the conception of its first second-generation calf. Throughout Nadira's pregnancy, she underwent regular ultrasounds, ensuring the health and well-being of both mother and calf, despite the challenges of monitoring monitoring such a large fetus. Nadira's care was a priority, with the animal care team ensuring she received plenty of nutritious treats and was comfortable during her pregnancy. As the expected delivery date approached, the team closely monitored the final stages of her nearly 22-month pregnancy, keenly observing hormonal changes that indicated the imminent arrival of Cora. Behind the scenes, a dedicated team of professionals worked tirelessly to ensure the successful birth of Cora, highlighting Disney's commitment to conservation and the care of endangered species. Through collaboration with the Association of Zoos and Aquariums Species Survival Plan, Disney's Animal Kingdom plans a plays a vital role in preserving the various endangered species from African elephants to Sumatran tigers and the elusive okapi. And the good news doesn't stop with Korra's debut. Disney's Animal Kingdom is expecting two more elephant calves in 2025, promising more adorable additions to this growing conservation-focused family. They've really been like breeding a lot lately. There's been a lot yeah. of baby animals. Uh, but them. you know, with elephants, they they gestate for two years. So, yep. you know, it's it's they're they're long sought, you know, look, you know, it takes a while. We're we're always like they're preparing for a long period of time for uh I think uh by the way, in ten years, I think this is the first time we've ever said the word fetus on two men in the house. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we're solving we're solving first. It's ten years in. Somebody was like, oh, are you going to do like a big special for the two year anniversary? And I was like, no, like, I don't know. Like, I, didn't, I it never even occurred to me to do. Like, you know, like celebrate him. My thing is, like, I don't want to celebrate us. I don't want to celebrate the show. People aren't tuning in for us to pat ourselves on the back for being around for 10 years. They're yeah. tuning, you know, they're, they're, they're tuning in for us to talk about Disney World. So I'm going to talk about Disney World. All right. Hollywood, I'm with you. Yeah. Hollywood Studios. Uh, we have got that new coca-cola location that we talked about over by uh grand central avenue or grand avenue it is now open as of two days ago it's called ice cold hydraulics um so let's take a look at the menu for located in the muppet courtyard at hollywood studios the kiosk is on the busy walkway to star wars galaxy's edge it offers snacks drinks and ice cream so i've got the menu right here that i'm going to pull up snacks we have candy painted cinnamon rolls which are okay. mini cinnamon rolls topped with Coca-Cola infused glaze and toasted nuts. Bouncing mini churros, which are savory churros topped with Coca-Cola and bourbon candied bacon, sriracha aioli and scallions. So that sounds like a savory sweet churro. Uh, mini churros with chocolate sauce, Mickey shaped pretzel with cheese sauce, popcorn in a souvenir bucket, uh, popcorn bucket refill, valid for length of stay. Then you have regular popcorn, cotton candy, the Mickey premium ice cream bar and ice cream sandwich, a frozen lemonade cup, frozen lemonade strawberry cup as well. There's also frozen slushies with Jack Daniels whiskey with Coke, Bacardi Superior rum with Coke, or Stoli vanilla vodka with Coke. Draft beers, you have Bud Light and Yingling. And they have, for wine, they have Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Moscato, and Pinot Grigio. Beverages include Coke, Coke Zero, Diet Coke, Sprite, uh, Fanta, Minute Maid, Lemonade, and Powerade. You have Dasani Water and Smart Water, and Frozen Slushies, including Coca-Cola, Minute Maid, Lemonade, and Fanta Blue Raspberry. So, there you go. Mystery solved. Yep, we, we now know. We now know. We got to the bottom of it by an opening. <laughs> Where everyone <laughs> can see. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, so that's the news this week. That's uh, you know, right. that's the cinnamon bun actually, like kind of like I was like, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Like, yeah, ah, uh, I don't know. I was kind of hoping that it was going to be something like a little more exciting, but then again, yeah. I guess you know the world needs pop uh, popcorn and pretzel stands too. So yeah, they do. I was dude, I was jonesing for one of those Mickey pretzels when we went to Animal Kingdom last week. Like I was really excited for one. Like we're walking in the parking lot toward the tram, and I remember saying to Rachel, I'm like, you know what I want today. I want pretzel with cheese sauce. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then for lunch, though, we went to, uh, for the first time in forever, went to Flame Tree Barbecue. I love Flame Tree. I love Flame Tree, too. But we we were, we were always would go to Satuli Canteen. Right. I, I know. I have been doing that recently also. And you know what? When I went to Flame Tree, I'm like, man, I think it's going to be a long time before I go to Satuli Canteen again because this is good I had like a pulled pork mac and cheese that was, yeah. or bris- I think it was brisket. It was some some old meat mac and cheese. Man, it was good. So so good. Came with onion rings. Like oh my god. Head over heels for that. Love it. Um, Rachel got the uh, the 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 old standby, the half chicken and ribs combo. Our old favorite. So that's the big yeah. one on that menu. Well, what we do is like we like she got the half chicken and ribs, I got the mac and cheese, and then we kind of like share. We like we like split it and like share, so each everybody gets like half of it. Um, but yeah, it was a, it, and we had a good safari. Um, I think I mentioned on the show last week we're going to be doing the uh, Savor the Savannah tour in April. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm, you know, I looked more into it because I was like, oh, there's the wild, you know, because there's also the Wild Africa trek. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to do. So like I looked into like the differences between the two. I asked some people. I watched some videos, and I'm like, oh no, I want to do Savor the Savannah. This sounds way better. Really? So wow. yeah, no, I'm I felt I it. felt the opposite. I also yeah. don't care at all about alcohol, and that's what you're paying for. So yeah, I mean, look, I'm I don't really care about alcohol either, but I like the private safari. I don't really I don't necessarily want. But you do all that on Wild Africa track. Yeah, I know, but I don't necessarily want to like go on the on the rope bridge. Dude, that was the best part. It was really fun. I don't know, dude. I don't love heights. Like, I don't know. Especially I mean, if heights you... over over dangerous man-eating crocodiles. Like, that's I'm, be... I'm I'm pretty sure Disney's not letting you go down. But I okay. I, I know, I know. But you know, but yeah, that is the news this week. We're Good gonna job. take it. Yep, we will be right back, folks. Stay tuned for our e-ticket attraction of the week right after this. Hey, listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Man and the Mouse. Folks, we love a good Epcot festival here on Two Men and the Mouse. Uh, we have been talking about them for, you know, 10 years, going back to when it was just food and wine festival. And, uh, you know, one of our favorites is the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Initially, you know, designed as just being topiaries and plants, it was expanded over the years to kind of become like a mini food and wine festival. And I believe this was like the second festi- food festival they added. Like, you remember like when we were like, oh, wow, I remember like talking on the show about they're turning it into a mini food and wine festival and like really being excited about that. Now right. we've got all these festivals. Um but we a couple weeks ago we talked about everything that was going on at the, at the festival for Flower and Garden, the topiaries, the you know merchandise, all the. But we were, there was one thing we didn't have yet, and that was the menus, for the Garden Festival outdoor kitchens, and we've got them now. So this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are going through the out the Garden Festival outdoor kitchens kitchens 
for the 2024 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. So, I mean, always one of my favorites. Yeah, let's see what they got. I enjoy it, you know. Uh, This year, there are nearly 20 outdoor kitchens and over 60 new items to try. So, it can be quite a lot. Yeah, mixing it up. Let's start off with one of everyone's favorites, the Honey Bee Stro, hosted by National Honey Board. Um, this is going to have chicken and waffles, a crispy chicken and honey sweet cornbread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. That's a lot of honey. And you know what? That sounds fantastic. It does sound fantastic. I, I do kind of want to try it. They also have a honey glazed cauliflower with honey roasted carrot puree, wild rice pilaf, spring vegetables, honey blistered grapes, and sunflower brittle. That's new this well, year. That sounds good also. Maybe I'm yeah. just really hungry, but right, those maybe, both sound fantastic. Yeah, I think you just want I think you just want honey. Uh, so beverages, they have a honey peach cobbler freeze with streusel, a copper point brewing company bees squeeze blonde ale, the Florida Orange Grove Winery Orange Blossom Honey Wine. Honey wine is really good. Like, okay. You ever have you ever have mead? No, I literally have a bottle of it on my desk because you know, like I like it. Um, it's like the one thing that I drink. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like a, it's like wine like infused with honey, and it's like really good. You you assume like mead, like all oh, the Vikings drank it. It must be this like hearty like beer. No, it's like a sweet, sweet honey wine. Hmm. It's okay. really interesting. Uh, they also will have a honey peach cobbler freeze with blueberry vodka and streusel. Pineapple promenade, another one of our favorites. They have the spicy hot dog with pineapple chutney and plantain chips. One of my favorites. The spicy hot dog is fantastic. That sounds great. They also have a Dole Whip. Uh, beverages this year will be the frozen desert violet lemonade, the Dole Whip with Fanta, Three Daughters Brewing Tropical Hefe, Copper Point Brewing Company's Tropical Hibiscus Blonde Ale, Wicked Weed Brewing Perny Haze Hazy IPA, Playa Linda Brewing Company's Violet Lemonade Ale, Florida Orange Grove's Winery Sparkling Pineapple Wine, Dole Whip topped with Samoris Mango Cream Liqueur, and a Pineapple Beer Flight. I don't know what a Pineapple Beer Flight yeah, is. Wow. Do, they really make, do, they make, do they make that many pineapple beers? That's what I was going like, to say. How many are there? Would it be a flight? Florida Fresh, a grilled, warm, water lobster tail with key lime butter new this year. I do love oh, a lobster good. tail. Yeah, I love seriously. a lobster tail, but they're always very expensive at, at these things, and they're not big. Yep. Like they're very small lobster tail. Um, they also have a Cubanito with Mojo marinated pork belly, ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, and stone ground mustard sauce new this year. I am excited for that one. I want that. I love a Cuban sandwich. Those have a new they also have a Florida strawberry shortcake. And that's part of the Garden Gray's food stroll. Beverages are cucumber watermelon slushy and cucumber watermelon slushy with gin. Swirled showcase jumping into the mix here. Uh, obviously new for Flower and Garden this year because it's a new kiosk in general. They have soft serve in a waffle cone, vanilla, peanut butter, grape, jelly, strawberry, basil sorbet in a waffle cone. That's new this year. Ice cream float, vanilla soft serve, and barks red cream soda. Oh, cream soda. Cream mm-hmm. soda float. I want that. It yeah, sounds it sounds good. like a perfect mix. Or is it too much of the same? Mm, I don't know. Liquid nitro honey mascarpone cheesecake with fresh honey granulated honey honey mead blueberry compote presented by the National Honey Board. And that's like right across from Honey Bistro. So beverages include a vanilla soft serve with cantaloupe liqueur, Boulevard Brewing Company quirk, strawberry banana whip hard seltzer, and strawberry basil sorbet with hard seltzer. A lot of hard seltzers going on there. Yeah. 
Remember when like that was like the thing? Like everybody oh, was yeah. like drinking them white claws, and I mean, yep. is that still a thing? Because I don't really. It know. still not, is a thing. Yeah, I'm not really around like drinking a lot. So you know, I mean, I I had a couple of them. I'm like, wow, this tastes like you know water that was like put into a glass that had at one time contained alcohol and fruit. Right. Um, refreshment port always one of my favorites. Uh, they have a plant based buffalo chicken tender poutine. Um, they are really stretching the limits of what can be considered poutine with this one. Uh, it is uh, pot- it's so uh, potato barrels, so tater tots with ranch and plant based blue cheese crumbles. It's also part of the Garden Grace control. Uh. There's nothing poutine about this. Poutine nope. is cheese curds, brown gravy, French fries. <laughs> there's no French fries. There's no brown gravy, and there's no cheese curds. It's blue cheese crumbles. Plant-based buffalo chicken, which is actually really good because I did have the plant-based buffalo chicken at one of the previous festivals, and and tater tots. Like this is not poutine in any way, shape, or form. Like they have nope. stretched the my ability to like defend <laughs> what they call poutine many times, and, but usually I can make a case. There's no case for this. It's not poutine. Beverages. They've got a country boy brewing orange cream hard cider, a Villa Maria Earth Garden Sauvignon Blanc, a frozen mojito with Boyd and Blair rum. Uh, then we have Northern Bloom over in Canada. They have the beef tenderloin tips with mushroom bordelaise sauce, whipped potatoes, and garden vegetables, and a chocolate maple whiskey cake. Both of those sound amazing. Yeah. All for it. Beverages include Florida Orange Grove Sparkling Blackberry Wine, Collective Arts Brewing Beyond Reason Micro Pale Ale, the Goot the Glutenberg Blonde Ale, Collective Arts Brewing Grapefruit Lime Sour, new this year, and a beer flight. La Isla Fresca. They have the impossible Jamaican beef patty with spicy papaya syrup. That's new this year. Coconut trays leches, which is vanilla cake soaked with oat, almond, and coconut milks, topped with toasted coconut. So no actual milk in that. It's completely plant-based. Mm, okay. Beverages include tropical slush, um, which is lemonade, grapefruit, and simple syrup. That's non-alcoholic. Wicked Weed Brewing Mango Wowie Hazy IPA with mango. Florida Orange Grove's Winery Tropical Pre- Perception White Sangria and Tropical Breeze with Don Q Limon Rum. Moving ahead to the Tangerine Cafe Flavors of the Medina over in uh, Morocco. They have a Mediterranean flatbread with chermoula, roasted vegetables, artichoke, olives, and feta cheese. Pass. And an orange blossom saffron cake. Also pass. I don't think I've ever gotten anything from the like, Morocco Pavilion booth. I definitely have not. There's just never anything that speaks to me there. Um, beverages. Pomegranate mimosa. Keel Farms pear honeysuckle hard cider. Woodchuck Imperial sip and citrus hard cider. Three Daughters Brewing pomegranate hard cider. And a cider flight. I assume all those various ciders in the cider flight. Magnolia Terrace has got the Mufaletta Panini with ham, salami, mortadella, provolone, and Swiss with olive salad. That sounds pretty good, actually. Okay. I would get that. Spicy chicken gumbo with andouille sausage and long grain and wild rice. I do I do like a nice gumbo. So Me too. Um, Sign me up for that. Yeah. Bananas foster bread pudding as well, which also looks pretty good. I mean, I don't love bananas and things, so I'll eat a. I've said this before. I'll eat a banana, but I don't like bananas in things, and I don't like banana flavored things. Hmm, I do. Sign me up. Yeah. All right. Beverages: Bayou Cocktail, which is spiced rum, coconut rum, fruit punch, and orange juice. And the Urban Artifact Copy Snacks Fruit Punch Fruit Ale, Schneider Weisse Love Beer Vice Beer, Parish Brewing Company Ghost in the Machine Double IPA, and a Beer Flight. Now we're going to. 
Bowern Market, which is the farmer's market. Uh, potato pancakes with house-made applesauce. Um, toasted pretzel bread topped with Black Forest ham and melted cheese and a warm cheese strudel with berry compote. The cheese strudel sounds good. Um, the potato pancakes with house-made applesauce, by the way, is plant-based and part of the Garden Grays food stroll. Beverages include Bitburger Premium Pills, Steigl Brewery Raspberry Rattler. God help me. Vihen <laughs> Step Honor Heffa Weissbier. Oh, Apple Schaumwein, which is sparkling apple sparkling wine and apple liqueur, and a beer flight. Refreshment Outpost uh, has got a seasonal fruit parfait with sweet chili sauce and Dole Whip mango, which is new this year. That sounds pretty good if you're like into mango. Right. I'm not really a mango guy. I don't like the fruit. I don't like things that are flavored to it. I'm okay with it, but it's not my favorite. They also have tangerine soft serve, which actually does sound interesting to me. I, I like tangerines. I like soft serve ice cream. You know, I'm at a point now where like I don't like hard ice cream anymore. I just like mm. soft serve. Like it's interesting. Yeah, I'm just kind of like soft serve is just easier. Like I, yeah, you know what? I get it. And soft serve is always kind of a treat for me when I go to Disney. Yeah, because I like it. But I don't know. I prefer like what they can do with the hard ice cream. Yeah, I don't know. When, like when Rachel like has have an ice cream at home, and she's like, "Oh, you want some?" I'm like, Ugh. "But yeah, she does that thing that like you know so many wives do, where it's like, oh, do you want some ice cream? No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I just won't have it then.'" And I'm like, you can have it regardless of me. It's just no, 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 no. See, it's no. funny. I never eat ice cream. Like, I'm not a big ice cream person. So yeah. I don't have ice cream very often. So, so. then I, I cave and I'm like, okay, I'll have some of the ice cream so that she has it. Right. They also have an ice cream float, which is the tangerine soft serve and Barks red cream soda. They're really going all in on these cream soda floats. Yeah. They, I mean, got, a, they, got, a, they got a deal on a bunch of cases somewhere. Man, I used to go. I used to love cream soda. Like when I was a kid, I, I used to have cream and I haven't had it in forever. I'm a birch beer guy. I was literally just about to bring up birch beer. Like there's nothing like uh, this is going to be like for anyone that doesn't live in like central New Jersey. This is going to just be meaningless to you all. But like there's nothing like going to the Galloping Hill in Union, New Jersey, like at that hot dog thing and getting yeah. like two big hot dogs with sauerkraut, ketchup and mustard and a big birch beer to go with it. You like that is, hut? Oh, uh, no, I never have. Rut's Hut's the place, man. I mean, it's so good, and they have like a birch beer, and you get like these like deep fried hot dogs. Mm, it's Ooh, just crazy. Oh man, now like maybe I am just hungry. <laughs> beverages. Stop doing the show in the morning. Yeah, beverages. Problem. Lavender martini with Boyd and Blair potato vodka with lavender and lemon. Cooked can brewing suppressa picante pale ale winter garden. Woodchuck eight hundred two barrel aged hard cider and Sweetwater Brewing Company's fruit punch IPA. I'm actually very interested in a fruit punch IPA. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I don't love IPAs usually, but like fruit punch, like you say fruit punch, and like I'm like that kind of like triggers something. I don't know. I like a fruit punch. Food items over at uh, Trowel and Trellis. That is going to be Impossible Farmhouse Meatball with lentil, bread, spinach, marinated vegetables, and cream herb aioli. Soy glazed sticky ribs with green onions and peanuts, which, um, you know, can't have because Rachel peanuts. Uh, chocolate mousse terrarium with matcha crumble and chocolate soil. You know, I gave up peanuts when when Rachel and I moved in together. Like right. you know, peanuts gave up peanut butter because like I don't I don't even want it in the house because like it's so dangerous. Um, and I don't miss it. I yeah, I don't know if I would care either. Everyone's like, oh my god, how do you live without peanut butter? I'm like, you know what, I'm kind of fine. 
like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich kind of used to be my go-to like thing like when i just wanted like a quick like bite but i i kind of like sometimes i'll have sunflower butter i mean it's not the same by any stretch of the imagination but it gets the job done the only peanut butter thing that like i do find myself craving once in a while and if i'm out by myself sometimes i'll still get would be like a reese's fast break bar or something like that okay yeah Okay, the um, beverages, raspberry and lemon herbal tea with Twining's raspberry and lemon herbal tea and Simply Lemonade, Simply Limeade, sorry. Uh, raspberry and lemon herbal tea with gin, Twining's raspberry and lemon herbal tea, Simp- Simply Limeade and con- conip- conip- Conniption Kinship Gin. Surreal Brewing Company, Natural Bridges, Kolsch-style non-alcoholic beer and Brew Hub Strawberry Heatwave Berliner. So that is going to be... Uh, I guess over by the Twinings area. The Citrus Blossom has got an orange sesame tempura shrimp with orange chili sauce. That seems like a bit too much for me. It's a lot of orange. That's a lot of orange. And like, I like orange, but I'm not like crazy for it. Um, lemon, And they also have a lemon meringue pie, which is lemon curd, lemon mousse, and toasted meringue. Again, a lot of lemon. Yep. And I don't mind some- lemon. I like lemon. Le- Last season, it was all just peppermint. So at least this year, you know. This is true. As long as it's not peppermint. Uh, For beverages, they have an orange lemon smoothie in a souvenir orange bird sipper cup. I mean, I have got like two orange bird sippers already. Like, I don't need another one. And, you know, I'm kind of over the orange bird. Like, I don't know. By the way, I still have to mail you that uh, that popcorn bucket, the figment popcorn bucket. Uh, It's literally sitting on my kitchen table. Um. So the Southern Tier Brewing Company Orange Twist Imperial Ale is also going to be there. The Left Hand Brewing Lemon Drop Shandy. The Stone Brewing Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. And the Key Lime Wine Slush, which is new this year. Also a beer flight. Brunch Cot. Got something called Brunch Cot this year. Mm. It's Brunch and Epcot. They've got avocado toast with marinated tomatoes and plant-based cheese crumbles on toasted ciabatta bread. As part of the Garden Graves food stroll. They also have biscuits and gravy with impossible chicken fried steak and impossible sausage gravy. Also new this year. And fried cinnamon roll bites with cream cheese frosting and candied bacon. Beverages, they have the Fruit Loops Shake, which I wanted to try last year and didn't. So this year I gotta make sure I got a Fruit Loops that Shake. That sounds pretty good. A, yeah, I, dude, I love adding cereal into things. It could be disgustingly sugary. It could be. Like, to the point where you can't eat it, but what did we just we just had something that was like disgusting? Oh, we got the sweetheart popcorn at Magic Kingdom for Valentine's Day. Okay. So it's strawberry. So it's like the caramel popcorn, but it's strawberry glazed popcorn, right? All right. Sounds good. Right away. So you know, we're good for now. So strawberry popcorn, and then they put in like M&Ms and Oreos and like 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 white chocolate sauce and milk chocolate sauce and dark chocolate sauce. And then they put like another layer of all that stuff on over it. And we started eating it, and I was like, I don't like this. It's like, <laughs> like as a kid, I would have been eating handfuls of it. But like now, like as, you know, 38-year-old man, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I like this. Like, just too much too stuff. Sweet, too and sweet. then they like, put red cream soda on top of it. Oh, well, then now, now, you, now you've got my attention. Uh, but like they've got this. Have you gone into that like popcorn area of the Main Street Confectionery? No. It, so basically, you can like make your own like candy popcorn. Like they've oh, that's got interesting. So they have the they have the strawberry as a seasonal one, but they've also got like caramel popcorn, and then like I think also like some savory popcorn. But you can put like whatever sauces you want on it. You can put whatever candy. They have Twix and Snickers and like M and M's and all this stuff. You know Oreo crumbles and and just like all this stuff. 
that you could mix to create like your ideal like and it comes in like a big bowl it's not like a popcorn bag like it's a big like bowl with a lid okay it, you know very interesting it was like what 13 i think it was like 13 bucks something like that okay that might be something okay. I, I love popcorn so I, you might want to give this a try next time i mean you know make your ideal sweet popcorn unless you you know you just prefer regular popcorn which gotta say sometimes i am just in the mood for regular popcorn well that's always available so. but I, mean, I, I love when they put cereal on things like i remember my favorite cupcake at, at sprinkles over in disney springs was the one when they had cinnamon toast crunch on it i just i love cereal man so it's great. I'm oh, I'm at the holiday time. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get the sugar toast crunch? Okay, so I've never gotten that specific one. We do get the holiday cereal, but we don't get it during the holiday. <laughs> we okay. get it when it goes on clearance after the holiday. So like well, during during like November, we're eating like Halloween cereal, and then like in January, we're eating Christmas cereal. I can tell you, you'll never get sugar toast crunch on clearance. That it sells out everywhere. Yeah. So Target usually gets it by me for like a week, and then they're just all it's all gone. You know the one the one that we always do get like during that that is always all gone during Halloween that we have to get, which I didn't realize is not sold all year round anymore, is Count Chocula. Right. Like that used to just be in stores. Yeah. Count Chocula and Frankenberry. Yeah. We did yep. get this one after Halloween. It was like all of them. It was like Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Booberry, and like some other weird one that I yeah. There's a new one. There, it was like with a, like a girl character. Yep, it's like yeah. green. Yeah, it was all of them in one box. Huh. It was a, it was a little much. What do you mean? Like the cereals all mixed together? Yes, all the cereals mixed together. Uh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Uh, is a little much but yeah i mean like dude i could talk for like, i could do an entire like cereal podcast. i, I like love cereal also so fruity pebbles like come on like are you now you're a milk guy if you're gonna do fruity pebbles of course okay well yeah. a lot of people are just cereal dry now i always feel like the test of a great cereal is the ability to eat it both ways i don't so, think i don't think that i have like had dry cereal since I was in a high chair. So probably about four really? years ago. Wild. I mean, like, like <laughs> when I was like a baby, like that's like, I, like when you eat like the dry chairs, I never eat dry. Cereal. I will say I probably eat the majority of my cereal dry. as just like a snack for, but... for me. It's for me, it's milk or like, and it's a lot of milk. Like I, I, I like, I like fill with milk. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a milk person also. I, um, yeah, no, because like, so here's like a thing about me with food. I like like soft food. I like mushy food. Like, I do too. I, I'm not yeah. someone who gets a, like, oh, I need the cereal to stay crunchy. I mean, I don't yeah. want it to become disintegrated, but. Well, I mean, I like at the end when like you have like the kind of like really like milk saturated ones at the very end that you can like drink. Yeah. You know, do you, then, you... do you then drink the milk when you're at the end? Of course. Who doesn't drink yeah. the milk? I, I feel like a lot of people probably don't, but I do. Oh, man. I, I'm looking at I'm actually like looking over at my kitchen right now to be like, do I have Fruity Pebbles over there? Like, like I kind of want it now. I mean, Fruity um, Pebbles not making my list. We should do it. We should do a top ten cereals that oh, we like. Yeah, maybe we'll do that on Patreon. Like, I, I just mean like even just personal. Yeah, I forgot. Just, just, just like with the two of us. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We should just come up with our own lists. I mean, I think you, I would have to put Cinnamon Toast Crunch on there. It's probably yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's <laughs> God, it. It's, uh, you know, Are you me, a Cinnamon Life? Never had it oh cinnamon life was always my favorite i i, I really like it it holds the milk really well and like, are you a cookie crisp person i do like a cookie crisp i have not Me had too. it in years and years and years but i do like what a about crisp. a corn do you like corn pops oh gotta have my pops 
Yeah, I love corn pops. I love I like bag they come in. Yeah, I like Fruit Loops. I mean, it's weird. Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. Great, I haven't had Apple Jacks in years. Apple Jacks. Loops, yeah, I'm not a big Apple Jacks guy. I'm mad that Apple Jacks went to orange and green because it was just orange forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, fruit I, loops, I, especially I eat them dry. What makes it even worse is, and I probably shouldn't admit this to people, it drives my wife insane. I have hmm. to eat them by color. So I eat all the purple ones out of the bowl first. Oh, fascinating. And it just drives my wife insane. But it's just something I do. Like if we're watching a movie and like, I listen, and I don't eat a lot of Fruit Loops, but like if I get a bowl of Fruit Loops, I'm going to eat it by color. So you at know, the end, it breaks down. It's really just red, orange, and yellow. And then like they start going, then it's just red and orange. And then it's just red at the end. Okay. What about like smacks, like Kellogg smacks, like big big fan of smacks. Okay. What about what about the honeycombs? I like. I remember liking honeycomb a lot. I haven't. I it's probably been twenty years since I've had. I it. love. Listen to me. I love honeycombs, and honeycombs are the perfect um, cereal for milk because mm-hmm. I feel like they absorb the milk pretty well. Here's the problem, and honeycombs typically come in a little bit of a bigger box. It's a big cereal. It is. So a big in turn, cereal. I feel like I'm not getting as much of it. Like guys, I am of maybe. Like no, a I, I get, I, I get that. But now here's, so here's the, here, here's, I'm going to say something that might be controversial to some, though. Man, maybe this is generally accepted. I've never really talked at this at this length about cereal with anyone. It's always kind of been a silent passion. <laughs> so like to find out that we have this like shared love of cereal. Wonderful. Um, Honey Nut Cheerios is the best Cheerios. You know, I've actually. It sounds crazy, and you know, maybe just because I'm getting older, I've tried to kind of like not eat just. I'd eat Frosted Flakes every day if I could. So I tried yeah. to not eat crazy sugary cereals. So I've kind of drifted away from Honey Nut Cheerios, which is clearly the best, mm-hmm. and gone towards just Cheerios. How about Captain Crunch? I don't do it. It's too sugary for me. I don't. Well, it's also like cuts it, up though. the roof of your mouth. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. But can, I mean, I've had it. Before we finish, before we like continue with this, can, can I just take a moment to point out how cereal commercials are just so bad now like when we were kids they always had their, they had characters the characters would have like adventures they would be like to be continued from like one commercial to the next yeah. commercial that would come out like i mean i remember captain crunch got kidnapped by the soggies at one point and i was a wreck let me say something i i needed to see how the captain was going to get out what is who is your favorite uh cereal dude that's like asking, that's like asking me to choose my favorite child if i were a parent like it's oh man See, i don't know I, I, mean, I think toucan sam's got like toucan sam toucan sam is up there i mean tony the tiger i guess is up there too uh mostly because he was voiced by lee marshall who was a pro wrestling guy um <clears throat> no man like you know what i really i had a big soft spot for um the rice crispy for snap crackle and pop pop the rice okay. crispy elves i mean fred and barney i don't think count for Fruity nope. Pebbles because they're the Flintstones. Um, I really liked the original Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercials, though, where they had the three the bakers, the three yeah. bakers, and they would go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. Like, you know, and there and was, then, if you remember, you might have been a little young when it actually came out, but there was like a jingle that went along with. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'll see if I can find out. I mean, I like the Honey Nut Cheerios B. I liked, I like yes. Diggum. I like Diggum the Smacks Frog. I mean, look. Yeah. Yeah. I even liked the. I don't remember the name of the bear from Golden Crisp, but I just remember can't get enough of that Golden Crisp. Like cereal commercials, man, they used to be the best. Yeah, they used to have the prize. Do they still do prizes in cereal boxes? I don't think so. No, right? not really. No, like digital download on the back or something like that. Maybe yeah, but it's like always NFTs or whatever. But it, you know, like I remember like having like getting the box of cereal and just pouring the whole thing out into like a giant bowl to like get the prize. Oh, man. that's pretty funny i could totally see you doing that yeah no 100 percent. 
Okay, we still have to talk more about this. Peach Bellini Coffee Cocktail, which is Joffrey's Coffee with Milk, Vanilla Vodka, Kahlua Rum, and Coffee Liqueur. Epcot's Farmer's Feast. Uh, They've got the Early Bloom menu, which is available February 28th through March 30th, which is a veal tenderloin with spring pea risotto featuring Ben's Original International Grains, Arborio Rice, and Red Wine Syrup. That sounds amazing, Mm. except for like the pea risotto, because um, peas are a no-go. I like peas. Strawberry rhubarb upside down cake also with creme fresh whipped cream. And then the springtime menu available March 31st through April 27th is seared scallops with tomato risotto featuring Ben's original international grains, arborio rice and tomato beer, tomato beurre blanc. And then they also have a blueberry buckle with lemon creme fresh. And then you have the summer solstice available April 28th through May 27th, which is seared pork tenderloin with corn risotto featuring Ben's original grains. You know that you know the drill at this point and a red pepper sauce. Peach also a peach galette with ginger vanilla whipped cream. I kind of love and hate when they do this when they have like the different like menus for different points in the festival, but beverages hibiscus lemonade cocktail featuring um, Isla Mirada Brewery and Distillery hibiscus gin and a frozen lemon tea cocktail. Uh, the land cart hosted by Advent Health will have roasted red pepper hummus with cucumbers, olives, and multi-green crackers, acai parfait with Greek yogurt, fresh berries, and granola, and a strawberry fruit bar. Beverages include the Florida smoothie, which is pineapple, orange, and mango. The Connections Eatery, um, the big, you know, the big eatery, they have a hot honey chicken sandwich with southern fried chicken sandwich with hot honey and pickles on a brioche bun and orange bird liege waffle. Um, I like a hot honey chicken sandwich. I just had one yesterday from Publix. It was amazing. That sounds good. They also have a bl- for beverages blood orange hibiscus margarita, Tramana tequila with hibiscus, and blood orange syrup and orange juice. Canada popcorn cart will have a peach smash, which is Canadian club whiskey with lemon peach puree and ginger. And the United Kingdom beer cart will have uh, the Scottish thistle, which is a whole bunch of stuff. Jardine de Fiestas. I'm like trying to speed through because I know we're running out of time. Uh, they have a soap de, they have a thing that's has a Mexican name. It's pepper-based <laughs> pork on fried corn shells with black beans, shredded cabbage, cream of Mexicana, queso fresco and chives, tamales, and a flan, which sounds good. They have a le- they also have a lychee margarita, a floral margarita, and craft Mexican draft beer. The Lotus House over in China will have spicy mala chicken skewer with creamy peanut sauce, house-made cheesy crab wontons, and pan-fried vegetable dumplings. They'll also have mango bubble tea, brew hub honey jasmine lager draft beer, dra- a Dragon Dynasty cocktail, the Lucky Peach cocktail, and the Tropical Moon cocktail. The Primavera Kitchen um, has a lot of things with very Italian names that uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce. Uh, Bacioncini, Arabiata, Quattro Formaggi, and Chocolate Cannoli. The beverages are a Peroni Pilsner, Sauvignon Blanc, Prosecco, Italian Sangria, and Italian Margarita. Hanami in the Japan Pavilion, always the main event for me on this festival. They have the Frushi, which is strawberry, pineapple, and lychee wrapped in coconut rice and pink soy wrap. I mean, this is like the main thing for this festival. I love it so much. And they have a steam bun filled with vegetables and plant-based soy meat and a ramen cup. Uh, beverages are a watermelon, uh, strawberry lemonade, Orange Blossom Brewing Company, Cherry Blossom Green Tea Pilsner, Ichigo Breeze Cocktail and Ozeki Pineapple Nagori. Finally, the France Pavilion uh, has a croissant with cheese and um, herbs, a pulled duck confit with orange sauce and garlic rosemary, a um, garlic rosemary mashed potatoes, a um, warm cake filled with lemon lavender and thyme infused cream served with berry compote, and um, beignets, uh, which are filled with vanilla cream glazed with carnival floor de sel. Um, they also have a fruity uh, white beer, 
They have a sparkling wine. They have a Sauvignon Blanc, and they have a La Vienne Rose frozen slush. And the funnel cake uh, area will have funnel cakes of powdered sugar, vanilla ice cream, strawberries, whipped cream, strawberry glaze, and strawberry crunch. And that's it. That's the festival. That sounds like a good festival. Yeah, that yeah, so, sounds sorry. like there's some really good things. Sorry, I had to speed through. I know that it's like you know you have to open up the store, and you know we we needed to get through everything. So uh, you know, anything else you wanted to add this week? Uh, no. I wish I could be there. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what it's like. Uh, and you that's gotta gonna... try, try <laughs> some of those things. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Two Minutes of the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. If you love Pete, check him out over at Rogue Comics, Cranford, New Jersey, at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Go to where You can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip anywhere around the world, but specifically those Disney Universal parks, check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel by emailing Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com or show at AwayWithMeTravel.com. And for me, folks, I mean, you know, my books are all on Amazon.com under the name Vincent Valentine. That's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. Uh, and you can also check out the Morning Monster YouTube channel. It hasn't been updated in a while, but, you know, the videos are still, you know, they're still up there. They stand by themselves. Haven't had a lot of time to, you know, invest in that lately. little project got coming on. So uh, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? Nope. Let's do it again next week. All right, folks. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse.